Welcome everybody. How you doing? What a sweet spirit we've enjoyed with Amanda leading today. I'm going to speak today on this uh, concept. Just tell the person next to you, you have been chosen. By the way, today I have more of an exhortation of encouragement, and I want to uh, give us a biblical perspective. In fact, um, with all my heart, I really wish in these days it would be really, really nice if Jesus himself came here. Wouldn't it be wonderful? Wouldn't you love that? If the Lord just showed up and gave us his perspective of what's going on. I believe our faith would go through the roof. I believe that we would go, it doesn't matter. We're going to be with him. We'll go through anything with him. Does anybody in here feel that way? That it's about him. Can I go and tell you there's no surprises with Jesus? Nothing suddenly went, oh, I didn't think about that. He doesn't have that moment. Father God knows everything, everything thoroughly. He said to um, Thomas, he said, blessed are those who have not seen and believe. That's you, us. Uh, I have a scripture up here. When Peter said in First Peter 3, 1 through Excuse me, 1, 8 through uh, 9, it says, Though you have not seen him, you love him. Is there anybody in here that would relate to that? Though you have not seen him, you love him. Though you do not see him, you believe in him and rejoice with joy that is inexpressible and filled with glory, obtaining the outcome of your faith, the salvation of your souls. The thing that's really in my heart these days is to, you know, I just think about what's on his heart. What's on his mind? What is Jesus looking for? What is the Father coming back for? Is he coming back for people who are totally frazzled and their minds are just caught up in all the problems of the world? Or is he looking for people who are looking for him? And when your heart is truly given over and your mind is truly given, there is a peace. I'm writing another little song. I just sat down with the guitar. It's about there's a peace. There's a peace from the Lord that comes. There's a grace. There's a God's grace that's outpoured. There's, there's a work of the Spirit. When you focus on Him, there are things that happen in your life that give you the assurance in the midst of massive storm, in the midst of massive upheaval. And so today, I want us to look at a few scriptures together. In fact, the next scripture says this, 1 Timothy 4.13 until I come, devote yourself to the public reading of Scripture, to exhortation, to teaching. So I want to um, take a little time, and I just want to ask you to just kind of lean forward and get in here with me, and I'm going to talk, and hopefully nobody will fall asleep. I don't know how many funny stories I have. I'll try to make it entertaining. <laughs> but in Ephesians chapter 2, verse 1, it says, you were dead in your trespasses. There's, uh, if you have your other like a device to look at, I'm just going to look at this, in which you once walked. You walked in the, you were dead in your trespasses and sins in which you walked, once walked following the course of the world, following the prince of the power of the air and the spirit that is now at work in the sons of disobedience, among whom we were all once lived in the passions of our flesh, carrying out the desires of our body and the mind and were by nature, children of wrath, like the rest of mankind. Everybody say, but God. 
But God, who is rich in mercy, being rich in mercy because of his great love for which he loved us, even when we're dead in our trespasses, made us alive together with Christ. By grace, you have been saved and raised up with him and seated with him in heavenly places in Christ so that in the coming ages he might show you the immeasurable riches of his grace and the kindness toward us in Christ Jesus. For by grace you've been saved through faith. It is not your own doing. It is the gift of God, not a result of works, so that no one can boast. For we are his workmanship, creating Christ Jesus for good works, which God prepared beforehand that we should walk in them. Let's look at this right here. Ephesians 2.7. I just want to... I want us to... uh, consider something because the human heart has a default to think that God is the problem always does God did something wrong he did this to me the human heart is covered over with the print with the lies of the prince of power of the air who blames God right it's a snow job from the devil to blame God and your heart is already bent toward that we're already fallen we're already fragile right right that how many of you have already blamed God for a lot of things in your life and you realize, you know what Satan's doing here? He's going, ha, 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 ha. I fooled him again. Let me tell you who he really is. Now, if you could just transport, I wish somehow we could just kind of, I've always wished this. I've wished that we could somehow just take a moment and go to heaven and come back. We live in a cellular structure here. There it's full of, it's just energy. It's a different kind of life. We, we receive the Lord and we're saved so that in the coming ages, he might show the immeasurable riches of his grace. Everybody say, in kindness. In kindness toward us in Christ Jesus. Now, Father God is so, so much love. When you're absolute love, this is what's on his heart and his mind. He's going to blow your mind with how good he is over and over and over forever and ever and ever and you will never stop being overwhelmed and amazed at how incredible Father God is. You're going to be so, oh my God. And this will be a faint memory. All that we're going through would just be a faint little memory. If you took a, a, if we took a piece of rope and went from California to uh, Florida and put a little tiny speck of like a little magic marker dot on it. That is not, that's even smaller than what we would consider the time we're living in, all the time of the planet. So this is going to be over real quick. Let's take a big breath. Say, God is going to blow my mind with his impressionable kindness forever and ever and ever. God is going to transform. See, he's, you went, well, the moment you're in his presence, you're, you're changed forever and ever. That's why we're talking about if you can get your heart locked up on what he's about, the things of all the, the turbulence of the world are going to back off because this right here is not all there is. It's a moment. We've received eternal life. Now, name this uh, message, you have been chosen, and let's get to this next verse. Isaiah 41, 8 through 10. But you, O Israel, my servant Jacob, whom I have chosen. Everybody say, whom I have chosen. The offspring of Abraham, my friend, you who I took from the ends of the earth and called from the farthest corners, all the way over here in West Virginia, one of the farthest corners right here. 
saying to you are my servant, I have chosen you and I have not cast you off. Now, I'm gonna get to the next part of this verse, but I'm gonna interject another verse to bring this in the New Testament, John 15, 16. This is the Lord talking to you. He says, you didn't choose me. You didn't choose me. You didn't choose me. But I chose you. I chose you. And I appointed you. That you should go and bear fruit, that your fruit should abide, that whatever you ask the Father in my name, I'll give it to you. Say it again, I've been chosen. chosen. And I want to be what he has chosen me to be. How many of you like like to kick the dust right off your feet right now and just kind of step up into the presence of the holy God who loves you more than anything? The mind blower of all, the the depth of his love changes us. I I was sharing with the, um, let me tell you this, on Thursday nights when we come in here and pray, Now, we're filled with the Spirit, right? And so we pray in the Spirit. We pray in tongues. Now, I have a um, teaching that I learned, and what we do is we put on some amazing music that stirs our spirit. We use it over and over, and then we pray in the Spirit. We pray in the Spirit, and I said to them, oh, it takes about, because it's true, it takes, when you start to pray in the Spirit, it takes about five, excuse me, about 15 to 20 minutes to where you're doing it and suddenly you're not doing it anymore and your, your spirit's just flowing and it's just, and, the, and when you're in a group of people and you're just seeking the Lord like that and you're praying in the spirit like that, suddenly the Holy Spirit comes and begins to direct everything. It's just wonderful. It's like he swoops in and things begin to happen. So I'm here, <laughs> those of you who were there. So Thursday, I just finished this little exhortation and just the moment I finished this exhortation, the Holy Spirit goes, I'm coming right now. Basically, it was like, I don't know how I always sense these things, but the Holy Spirit went, here I am. And I said, everybody just lift your head. And everybody, <laughs> we were, it didn't take 15 minutes. We were just in. We were just in his glory, in his presence, and praying and praising and praying and praising for like, I don't know, about a half hour, you know. And we went in and we were praying over certain things. And we're especially praying against this uh, injustice. How many of you know there's a lot of, uh, pain and hurt in the world through human trafficking, we're asking God to expose it. Expose the people behind it. Open it up. Come with your divine justice and expose those people and show who they are and have them, have them go to jail. It's beginning to clean up. But this is, a lot of these people are in high places of, of government and all kinds of things. We want them, we want the Lord. The Lord is upset with the pain and all the hurt that's going on and all these kids and all the abuses that are going on. And so he says, come before me, my people, and pray and seek me and and partner with me and I'll come and work. And so we're doing that. And in the middle of all that, the Lord, there's upheaval. The Lord is in the midst of some things that are changing. Last one I say, the whole point of this is I don't want you going, oh, another thing to be afraid about. No. In fact, let's go to the next verse. Isaiah 41.10. Fear not. Let's read it together. Fear not, for I am with you. Be not dismayed, 
for I am your God. I will strengthen you. I will help you. I will uphold you with my righteous right hand. Isaiah 41.10, this is an amazing verse. And um, now, by the way, let me just say, right up before that, this is uh, eight through 10, which we just read. It says, you, O Israel, my servant Jacob, whom I've chosen, the offspring of Abraham, my friend, you, who I took from the ends of the earth, called you in the farthest, from the farthest corners, said, you are my servant, I have chosen you and not cast you off, fear not, for I, I am with you, be not dismayed. Now, a few thir- Thursdays ago, the Lord touched my wife's heart and, and uh, spoke to her deeply, and she just thought it was for her, and then she said, I think this is a word from God for us, and it's this word dismay. Do not be dismayed. Look at this. The word dismay means to break down the courage of completely, and the Lord is saying to you and me, do not let anything break down your courage. Completely. Don't let that happen. As by sudden danger or trouble, do not be dismayed. I am your God. So as by sudden danger or trouble, uh, or disheartened thoroughly to daunt to surprise in such a manner as to disillusion. Hello. Does this define what's going on in the culture? And the Lord says, do not be dismayed. I am your God. So this whole message is about looking to him. Let's uh, now just lift your heads there just for a minute. Close your eyes. Father God, I ask for a divine infusion of amazing courage, the same sense of strength and dynamic and life that's in Jesus, his person, that you would pour it into each of us, that things of fear, things of confusion, things of deception, these things that have come against the body of Christ, for we know, Lord, there's a work of darkness as we prayed before. There's a work of darkness that wants to shut down the people who are of the living God, the Lord Jesus. And so we rise up and we receive this breath, we receive this strength, we receive this infusion of life. We receive the anointing of Jesus Christ to destroy the yokes of bondage, to break fears off of our mind, to help us. Lord, we don't want to drink too deeply of all the problems. We want to look at you and be strengthened by who you are. We praise you right now. Let's go ahead and praise him. Praise you, Lord. Lord, this word is to release inside of us an unusual power of courage from you. It's a courage from the Spirit of God. Lord, we thank you for the mantling to put on the robe of salvation, to put on the garment of praise, to put on the Lord Jesus Christ, to make no opportunity for the flesh, to stand in the, the strength of the Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Praise you, Jesus. So we to, to, uh, go to the fear not for I'm with you slide. Fear not for I'm with you, Matthew 12, 28. Next one. Fear not for I'm with you, Matthew 28, 20. says, teaching them to observe all that I've commanded. Everybody say this part. And behold, I am with you always to the end of the age. The Lord wants you to know he's with you when you feel it and when you don't. 
The reason that we have a devotional life, the reason that we get up and read the word in the morning, the reason that we pray, the reason that we do this is to keep that wonderful connection of life to sit down. I've had many, many times, many times, more than I can count, where I'll sit down with the word of God, open it up, and just sit there humbling my heart before the Lord, and suddenly it's just me and him. It's just me and the God who created everything. It's just me and the God who loves all and gave his life for all. It's just me and him. And my heart is like lifted up and I'm okay. How many of you got to drink deeply from the river of life regularly? He wants a people that will just be his and draw life from him. Be not dismayed for I'm your God. I put this scripture down. Next one. 2 Corinthians 2.14, I just wanted to put this down because it says, and let's just read it together. But thanks be to God who in Christ always leads us in triumphal procession and through us spreads the fragrance of the knowledge of him everywhere. There's something about something, there's something about a person who's been in the presence of God and it's like the Lord puts a perfume from heaven on them. When you spend a lot of time, do you know they do this thing over... Um, I guess it's because it's one way that the aromatic type things, they, over in the, uh, the Arab countries, you know how they wear those um, robes, but it's hot outside. It's really hot. So one of, the, one of the things they do is they take a little sip of, uh, like one of those little Turkish coffee things, they, they, get, they get the coffee, and so they get just a, less, a slight little sweat on them on the inside. And because there's a fluffy kind of a robe, it, it it reflects the heat, but it lets some air in, and it's like a little uh, coolant, you know what I mean? Just a little, they say a little cool. The other thing they do with it is they put it inside of the tent, and they burn every different, all kinds of wonderful incense. And when they put it on, you never smell. When they walk, you, f you, s you smell this aroma, this incredible aroma. It just bursts forth, and you smell this, and that's what it's like being in the presence of God. He says, I want to pour this fragrance of the knowledge of who Jesus is, that when people around you, they, they receive a hope that they can't get anywhere else. I have a buddy, a long time ago, his name's Dwight, and he was a pastor, and his wife got some bad news that she had cancer. And I didn't ever expect this to happen. I didn't know this would happen, but he said, uh, hey, Roger, I just wanted you to know we went through all of our CDs and we found yours, and we're playing your CD to build faith. I was like, really? Now, I'll just let you know, it had God as my Redeemer on it. And they, and other songs, but they were playing that over and over because there was a fragrance there was a faith. There was an affirmation of who the Lord is coming through the music. And it was causing her to have faith that she was, and she got, she got healed. But it, she came through a, a struggle time. I have another buddy of mine, same thing. He was going through a real difficult time at work. 
he took the another album and he played the last song. What was that song? He played a song. No, the first song on the... Uh, here, I'm t- telling about that. The first song on Father's... Um, Lord, I lift your name on high. Lord, I lift your name on high. He played it on repeat all day. All day. And he put his spirit in tune with the Lord. And sometimes you, when you know everybody works in different places, sometimes there can be a controlling person, hello, who can be the epicenter of demonic activity over the whole place. I don't know if you know what I'm talking about. Spiritual things can happen. And this guy rose up in his spirit, feeding his spirit off of the authority of giving himself over to the Lord. He let his, he just put the incense of holy God into his soul. Am I making any sense here? You need to make time for God to fill you. Because let me tell you, the world has a bucket of crud ready to dump on your head. Just, uh, you ready for another bucket of crud? How about another one? Would you like another one? How about another one? Hey, flip to this. Read this. There's another bucket. There's another bucket. There's another. Why don't we just turn on the incense of the Lord and let the perfume of God and the sense of hope of where we're going. Because, hey, this will be over like that. And I'm not talking about getting out of here because I have scriptures about that too. Oh man, I just want to praise the Lord. Let's lift our hearts again. Father God, I ask that you would imbue every person here with a divine sense of your strength, we pray. Your strength as we're in your presence. Give your strength Give your strength. Anybody who feels weakened emotionally, in their will, in their body, spiritually, I pray, Father, empower freshly. You're going to rise up out of something. I don't know what it is, but you're going to rise up out. You're going to, you're going to rise up out of it. There you go. <laughs> Confidence is coming in your spirit to rise up out of something. Uh, he didn't tell me what but he showed me that. Next, next slide. I will strengthen you. But they, everybody, come on, let's read this. But they who wait for the Lord will renew their strength. They will mount up with wings like eagles. They shall run and not be weary. They will walk and not faint. You've got to give some time to it. Hello. A little time to it. I have a CD, one of the CDs that's in our, uh, I, I play certain songs that I just those kind of soaking CDs you know I just put them on pray in the spirit when I'm in the car I'll just need that and the last one here I, well the next is the last one I will help you I will help you Psalm 46 1 God is our refuge and strength don't you love this verse preached on a couple of weeks ago a very present help in trouble everybody say a very present help in trouble hallelujah um, it's hard for us to imagine it really is. When we get older, it's hard for us to imagine how deeply the Lord cherishes us. It's not, it, it just doesn't get in our heads very well. It doesn't get in our hearts. You've got to spend time with him, and then he begins to invade your life with things that cause you to melt before him and to love him. And he's going to spend, if he's, if he's going to do that all eternity, you know, just show his kindness to you. Don't you think he'd like to start now? Don't you think, you think, no, I'm going to keep you dull in darkness until you get here with me. No, he's wanting to pour life and light into you now. 
It's just learning disciplines, learning a pattern, learning a way where you can open to him. And lastly, I will uphold you by my righteous right hand. I love this verse. Jesus said this, my father who's given them to me is greater than all and no one is able to snatch them out of my father's hand. No snatching. Now, we're gonna follow through with a few thoughts here. Romans 8, 6 says, just keep, keep when I call them, you bring them up. For, for, to the set, for to set the mind on the flesh is death, but to set the mind on the spirit is life and peace. So we're gonna walk through I told you this is reading the word. Today we're gonna read the word. We're gonna just let the word and whatever bubbles up and kicks in, we're gonna do this. And I picked from different translations, picked from different ones that just grabbed me. This is not my normal style of message, but um, I'm happy. I'm happy you're here with me. And if you allow the Lord, he will refresh you in a way that you need it. I think the Lord is in that sweetness that we experienced through Amanda's leading of worship earlier. There's this tenderness in the room. There's this tender, cherishing sense of his presence here. And the Lord wants to go further than that with you. Um, Let me just throw this out. How many of you would like to receive what we call revelation from the Lord about what he's doing in thinking? How many of you, when you've had him speak to you, it settles it? Okay, let's tune our hearts in to hearing him more than we have. It's time to do that. We can get deeply, like I mentioned, we can get deeply overwhelmed too quickly. So Proverbs 3, verses 5 and 6 in the Message Bible says this. I love this. Trust God from the bottom of your heart. Okay, now read the next part for somebody else. Go ahead and exhort somebody. Because don't try to figure out everything on your own. (laughs) Isn't that the truth? Listen for God's voice in everything you do. Everywhere you go, he's the one who will keep you on track. I think some of you need to write that one down and just memorize that out of the message. Trust God with from the bottom of your heart. Don't try to figure everything out on your own. Listen for God's voice in everything you do, everywhere you go. That's just how you make it in life. Now, I'm gonna throw another one up here. Let's go to this next one. 2 Corinthians 11, this is Paul talking. How many of you have read in the Old Testament where God says, I'm a jealous God? Okay, now Paul's taking this idea. He says, for I feel a divine jealousy for you since I betrothed you to one husband to present you as a pure virgin to Christ. Now notice this and see if it fits today. But I'm afraid that as the serpent deceived Eve by his cunning, your thoughts will be led away from a sincere and pure devotion to Christ. Does that resonate to anybody? Is that alive? See, he's going, I'm jealous because I've betrothed you. I've worked in your life. I've ministered the word to you. I've, I brought, and, and it, looks like, it looks like hell's working you over all over again. And there's this, you're getting all confused and you're getting all muddled up and you don't, you're losing that pure and simple devotion to Jesus. It's the pure and simple devotion to Jesus that clarifies everything. Here's another way. Here's the one I was gonna bring up a little while ago. Ready? John 17, 15. Just read it aloud. I do not ask that you take them out of the world, but that you keep them from the evil one. How many of you wish you could go right now? 
And the Lord is, uh, Jesus is praying to the Father. He's praying to the Father. He says, he says, I'm not asking you to take them out. See, there is gonna come a moment. Oh, man. There's gonna come a moment. And there's gonna come a trumpet. It's called the last trump. And suddenly, everybody who is loving Jesus, I love what Jack Hayford said a long time ago. If, you're, if you wanna be taken up with Jesus, he comes then just be taken up with him now. Be taken up in your heart with who Jesus is now. And when the trumpet blasts, you'll be taken up. He's not looking for somebody who's not looking for him. Not this easy believism, not this, well, I'll do whatever I want to do and he'll forgive me anyway kind of. I'll just live with my head in the uh, cesspool of sin and pop it up every now and again and say, wipe my head off and get back down in there. No, that's not how it works. How it works is love and trust. And you begin to trust him in, to work in your life and you say, Lord, how many of you have had a moment where you go, you know what, what I'm doing is not really pleasing God right now. You know, it's called, we've, we talked about this, God, Father God convicts you of those things that interrupt the joy of who he is in your life. He wants to bring you into loving relationship with him in a deeper and deeper way where there's a bond, where you trust him through anything. So it says here, Proverbs 4.23, keep your heart with all diligence for out of it flow the springs of life. Keep your heart with all diligence. How many of you have had to uh, scrub the, the well up pretty good sometimes? I have, I have prayers that I pray when I feel like I don't know what I've been doing, just kind of miserable. And I have prayers that I approach the Lord and I just have a spirit of repentance and humility and, let, and I let, let him love on me and I love him and I ask him to forgive me of my sins and I confess, Lord, well, I don't think that was right. I shouldn't have done that. You know, I, be real. He already knows. <laughs> You're not fooling anybody. Here's a good one. Uh, tell, we're almost done, by the way. We're, we're close. Hebrews 10, 25 not neglecting to meet together, as is the habit of some, but encouraging one another, and all the more as you see what? There's a day drawing near. There is a day drawing near. Now, we saw a little video a minute ago, and it talked about the cost of following Jesus. And I'm going to read a little bit of this out of the Message Bible. And uh, so we're going to put that up here. I'll just go ahead and read it to you. One day when a large group, large groups of people were walking along with him, Jesus turned and told them, anyone who comes to me but refuses to let go of father, mother, spouse, children, brothers, sisters, yes, even one's own self cannot be my disciple. Any, anyone who shouldn't, who, excuse me, anyone who won't shoulder his own cross and follow behind me can't be my disciple. And he says, is there anyone here planning to build a new house? Doesn't first sit down and figure the cost so you'll know if you can complete it. If you only get the foundation laid and then run out of money, you're going to look pretty foolish, and everyone passing by will poke fun at you and say, he started something he couldn't finish. Before I get to the next one, 
I want to say this. This is an amazing thought. Father God and Jesus counted the cost before Jesus came and gave everything. You're going to become a human. You're going to have the blood is going to be the, the fathering of where the blood comes from is going to be from heaven, so you'll be sinless. But you're going to grow up. It was like Jesus grew up like a, in a coal mine with a white suit on. Never got, any, never got anything on him. He came down among a world that hated his guts. The poor and lonely and the hurting and all those, they loved him. The religious, they were threatened, right? And he came down and he counted the cost and it came to the point where he had to dodge those trying to kill him and kind of time the thing. He had to like, they were kind of trying to sneak up and do stuff. One time he had just, the power of God came on, he walked through the crowd and disappeared. You know, God said, we're not ready. We got but they, were, they hated him. And the spirit of this age hates what Jesus is about on the earth. That's the whole point. You can go over and say it's this ideology, it's this ideology. Let me just go ahead. It's one thing. We don't want Jesus, anything representing him on earth. This is what's the essence of what's going on. And the Lord is going to turn things around at certain times and do things. It's going to be changing some things. Hang on. So Jesus says, count the cost. Or can you imagine a king going into battle against another king without first deciding whether it's impossible with the 10,000 troops to face 20,000 troops of the other? And if he decides he can't, won't he send an emissary to work out a truce? And I'll put up the verse, this next verse. This is what he says. Simply put, this is the summation of this. Simply put, if you're not willing to take what is dearest to you, whether plans or people, and kiss it goodbye. You can't be my disciple. Thanks, Pastor Roger. <laughs> Thanks a lot. He says, salt is excellent, but if salt goes flat, it's useless and good for nothing. He says, are you listening? Are you really listening to this? Well, when Jesus was on the cross... He said these words, the second to the last statement that he made. He said, who, who, who remembers? The last statement was, into your hands I commit my spirit, right? What was the one right before that? He yelled it out. It is finished. It is finished. He did not say, I am finished. He said, it is finished. I'm just getting started. It is finished. I'm just about to rise up as the Lord of Lords and the King of Kings. I'm just getting started, but it is finished. What was finished? I want to tell you what was finished. The shame that had a stranglehold on your life. It is finished. It is finished. The addiction that bound you up, it is finished. It is finished. The self-hatred that drove you to foolish decisions, it is finished. 
throw your sin in there. It is finished. And he wants you and I to rise up with his spirit, knowing that he's done it. Um, uh, I don't want to embarrass anybody. Lift your heads up. I just want to say the chains of loneliness the Lord's breaking today it is finished receive that breaking of the chains of loneliness the devil has lied and it's the lies exposed today it is finished it is just say it it is finished the chains of loneliness are broken today Jesus said I gave my life and my blood and all authority on heaven and earth has been given to me and I've come to set the captive free and freedom comes because it is finished we never rise up to obtain anything that has not already been obtained. Everything has been freely given. When you really go deep, all you're doing is studying the treasure chest of what Jesus has already done for you. It's not about you huffing and puffing and trying to get further. It's about you coming into a sweet place of trust and he drops his word in you. And it's the most miraculous seed. And suddenly, where you haven't had peace before, you begin to grow a whole garden of peace in your life. Let's praise Him right now. I'm, t- I'm so serious about this. The Lord is the Prince of Peace, and He has peace over what's going on in the spirit of the world. And you can walk around in a bubble, a bubble of divine giving, a given peace. Because Jesus kissed his self-life goodbye he kissed his self-life the love for his own life he kissed it goodbye and he modeled for us what it looks like to be sold out and to impart to us all that we have need of ever now Lord Jesus we praise you today just join me just kind of lift up some praise here just whatever you feel like he's laid a hold of your heart to do today I feel like the Lord wants you to know you are chosen he picked you he handpicked you you are special and anointed and you may not feel that anointed and that special that's because you don't know his heart yet you haven't discovered how much a treasure you are yet but when you discover it, the love of his life, wash for his love for you washes over you and changes you. That meant something, didn't it? How many of you are going to rise out of something? Just settle your heart. You're going to rise out of something you've given place to. Usually the traps are just... They're not something typically you just run into and jump in and just like a, like a, it's something that comes upon you subtly because you just linger too long in one place. It's like the flies from that trash can get on you. 
And now they're buzzing your head. That's a good picture, isn't it? And the Lord says, I have some insecticide. It's the blood of Jesus Christ. You're going to spray it into the atmosphere of your mind and all that work of devils is going to be buzzed away. And you're going to be thinking clearly. It's good, isn't it? Lift your hearts to the Lord. I've just been lingering here, but let's, let's take a moment. Lord, I thank you for every precious heart in this room. I thank you for every... Somebody needs to hear this. The Lord is saying, I'm giving you a clean slate. Just receive it. Clean slate. Clean slate. Clean slate. The Lord's washed it. It's not a... You don't have to carry it with you anymore. The residual of it's over. It's done. Receive the healing grace, the forgiveness of Jesus. Clean slate. Clean slate. Don't punish yourself. Don't condemn yourself anymore. Agree with Jesus. The Lord loves you. How dare you not love yourself the way the Lord loves you? Don't you want to grow up? Love yourself with the same love that He loves you. Don't hold yourself back. He's not talking about pride. He's talking about receiving genuine love and rising up. Man, this is a theme. The Holy Spirit wants you to love yourself the way Jesus loves you. Some of you, this is going to change your life pretty radically. If you will just start loving yourself the way the Lord has already declared that He loves you, you're going to walk out of a lot of stuff that cripples you. Your identity is not defined by the failures of your past at all. At all. Never. The Lord says, I define you by who I say you are to me. Clean slate. Clean slate. Hallelujah. Let's go ahead and stand together just for a minute. We're going to dismiss in a minute. There's no one more precious than you'll ever meet than Father God and the love He has for you in Jesus Christ. He has longed to cover your life. Let the Holy Spirit ride in upon you. And now more than ever, now more than ever, this is the day when he wants your eyes clean and you behold him more than ever. Can we be that people? Because you are his chosen ones. You're chosen. And he has a lot to say to us these days. Amen. You know what? Tell you what. If anybody wants to come to the altar just for a minute, we're going to leave that music on. If this is in your heart, just say, I'm going to come down here and just talk to the Lord. Feel free, Karen. <laughs> Looks like you're one of them. As we dismiss, I just want... You can go, you can go up down. Amen? You're dismissed. Hallelujah.